0: For a much needed baseball fix, you don't have to wait until spring for baseball. Your diamond fix starts now. This is Hot Stove Cold Brews.
1: A preview of the season ahead, plus some special
0: guests. Now, live from Dugout 54 in Milwaukee with Dominic Catronio. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, hey, everybody. Winter is here, and we are happy to talk baseball. Welcome into Hot Stove Cold Brews, everybody enjoying your time here at dugout 54 in milwaukee we're right in the uh, shadows of american family field it's a driver and five iron away from me i'm greg matsik from wtmj it's only about a five iron distance away for dom Catronio, our resident golfer and host of brewers extra innings and we're happy to be joined on stage by brewers manager craig council uh, I always go back to a conversation we had a couple of years ago at the Brewers on Deck event, Craig. I always feel jealous of you at this time because I know for you winter has an end date, and you get out of here. And, and, yes, it's coming, snow and whatnot, but spring training right around the corner for you, and it's always an exciting time. It is for sure. we got about a month
2: to go, and the Super Bowl is kind of the the end of winter for me and, and head to Phoenix and uh that's when spring training starts that's when we get going again and that's not far away and that means good weather not right around the corner huh?
3: (laughs) can you take me into a day in whitefish bay during the off season when you actually don't have a don't got to run to the ballpark don't got to get ready for a game what does craig council do in the off season to try to try to relax
2: yeah i mean it's it's always good i mean you know you try to be a dad as much as you can like like we all do um I get to coach my daughter's basketball team. That's been a lot of fun. She's in eighth grade right now, so this is the, this is my last year getting to do that. So that's actually a little sad. I'm only got about a month left as a basketball coach, and then I'm going to be retired as a basketball coach. Um, but I, but I'll miss that for sure. That was that was a lot of fun to do. Um, I actually I was just in the Dominican Republic. Uh, spent some Willie and Freddie and I have been found each other around the world right now because I was I was in the Dominican with them and uh, was in Arizona with them and. And now in Milwaukee with him. So it was I, I, it was great. We got to go, um, went and worked out with Willie, went to Freddie's home, spent some time with his mom and dad and his brother. Uh, really, really special trip for, took my son with me. Uh, we, we had a really special trip, and it was, they, they showed me some great hospitality, and it was really fun to see where they grew up and, um, and meet their families, uh, you know,
0: at home, actually. Yeah. I kind of want to know if you've been run out of the gym and gotten a tee in the eighth grade basketball league. Anybody bounce you no, out of the game yet?
2: No, no, none of that, none of that. No, it's... Uh, it's fun though basketball is a completely different sport um, and and coaching girls is is completely different as well but uh, we have we have a ton of fun and they uh, they
0: enjoy it that is I think one of the great things uh, about you Craig too as you grow up here this is your home in whitefish Bay I mean the story's been told but it it still is really special for everybody who's here and I'm sure it's got to be for you as well
2: yeah I mean I look that never gets old and that's part of it you know I think being part of this community uh making baseball mean something in this community has always been kind of the why for me um and, and that's that's important and that never that never gets kind of that never gets ex- extinguished i guess is the best way to say it so i'm i'm really fortunate to be doing what i'm doing um we're trying to put a good product in the field make baseball matter here and, and and do something fun for our fans when it comes to this
3: event and you know this is the first time we've been able to really connect in a few years thanks to the pandemic and everything is it refreshing what's the experience like for you to actually get to see smiling faces and Brewers gear everywhere
2: Yeah, I mean I think it's for fans, you know, when you're a baseball fan, you know, you're you're you make a commitment, right? It's a big commitment. It's it's 162 games over a summer. It's a nightly thing. And then they take it away from you. They take it away from us. They take the game away from us, you know, and then I just stop cold turkey no baseball after you do it every day. So you know, I think that's what the fans, that's what I always feel like from the fans. Like, we haven't seen you in three months. You know, you see each other every day on TV and to see the fans at the ballpark. And, and then to not, to just kind of stop it, it feels weird. So to get back together again with fans, um, it feels right. And that means, you know, the season's right around the corner.
0: Big, uh, I think, order of uh, operation here for baseball is to kind of tweak things a little bit to enhance the quality of entertainment. There will be some rules changes. Uh, You've been incredible at managing the rules in your roster and using guys in interesting ways. I think we've learned new language from you as manager of the Brewers, which is cool. Uh, But how do you think rules changes will affect the game? Does it affect one team more than another, do you believe, or is it pretty consistent across the board? Yeah, this is a topic that
2: we don't have answers on quite yet because I think we're going to have to play some games to understand it, and and we'll do our best. I think the the games are going to be faster. That's what we want, and that's what we want for the fans is to have more action, a little faster game, um, and, and so the game ends at, you know, 955 instead of 1020 that that's that's ideally what we want um because i think that'll be a better product within the game time and, and i think i'm not sure if fans will see the difference right away but i think over the course of time they'll recognize it and it'll be a good thing and another thing we've got coming here in spring training the world baseball classic and a
3: few brewers will be represented across you know multiple countries yeah. uh, to be determined on freddie and willie's role with team dominican but we know a couple of team mexico a couple of team usa what's your you know outlook on that event? and as a manager how much are you watching how do you manage rooting interests as well and what would it be like for you watching those guys play
2: yeah i mean i think it's it, it, it's a cool event um that there's you know i think for guys like the, the dominican team and the venezuelan team it's 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 a pretty big deal um and, and they're going to field really really strong teams uh Devin getting to play for team usa is, is, is a thrill for him i know um so we'll I, I'm looking forward to watching it. You know, it, it makes a diff, little different spring training this year, but but we got time to get everybody ready, and, and
0: we'll get them ready the right way, and uh, those guys hopefully have some fun. Craig, I'm always interested in the anatomy of a deal. When a free agent is acquired, when a trade is made in baseball, we assume the GM president of baseball operation handles it and runs with it. At what level do you get brought into those conversations? I'm, I'm guessing you're not just scrolling through Twitter and saying, "Hey, we got a catcher now," and geez, yeah. where did that come from? But at what point do you get brought in?
2: Well, I think you know they, they, they take a long time to come together. You know, very rarely is it is it something that happens in 24 hours. It's it's conversations over, you know, generally weeks that that make a deal come together. So, um, you know, you know, I, I think the best example probably is is the winter meetings this year. We, you know, we. There was no activity for the brewers but we spent basically nearly every waking hour on that trade trying trying to come up with how it's going to work and and tweak it so it you know it, it comes out the way that everybody likes it for them for their each each team so that's that's part of it and you're part of that um and you're you're kind of throwing ideas uh, w- with each other uh in the room and then to teams and then that's how that's how negotiations work and that's how deals get done is that fun you enjoy that part of it? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not as it's it's a it's a slower process than you think. When you say it, it sounds sure. kind of cool, but when you're actually doing it, it's it it's it's slow and, and tedious actually at times. <laughs> and then when you look at you know obviously
3: getting William in over here to from that trade, added Jesse Winker, you've added some offense to this team that was already a pretty good offensive team last year. What do you look for? As far as bringing the new guys in into the Brewer way of attacking, you know, whether being patient or whether trying to be, you know, hitting home runs, how everything balances out?
2: Yeah, I, the, the tricky part is that, like, players change year to year, teams change year to year. So w- whenever you start a new year, you're, you're starting over, you know, and guys are going to have different types of seasons. But we, we feel like we acquired, in, in getting Jesse Winker aboard, a, a player that has, like, a really high offensive ceiling. Um, you know he had a he had a down year last year and frankly that 's why that 's why players are available because because something went wrong and and so he didn 't have a good year last year the previous three years he he was a very very good hitter and a hitter that that is the middle of the lineup that um, that that we need and that can be very productive so you know, we're hoping for the good Jesse Winker. Um, he's, he's battled some injuries last year. We think he's, he's over that and healthy, and um, if we can get the healthy Jesse Winker, we're adding a big bat to our lineup.
0: You know, I'm gonna ask the same question to Matt Arnold when he sits down here, but as you look at at the prospect pool, how do you determine if somebody's ready? Or sometimes, do you just have to say, you 're just going to get a shot, and, and we 're going to see how this goes, but you have to have that feeling yeah. before you even say you 're getting your shot how do you How do you thread that needle
2: yeah the, the, there's no perfect answer to that question um, you know I, I think what we do know is that we feel like we've got a, a a good number of players coming that are going to be brewers for a long time i mean the the, the three and I'll, and you saw Garrett Mitchell a little bit last year. Um, he made a great impact. You're going to see Sal Freelick at some point this year. You're going to see Bryce Terang at some point this year. And what's ex- to me, how, the best way to describe to fans is, like, those are guys you should go buy their jerseys because mm-hmm. they are going to be here for a while. Uh, they are going to be brewers for a while. And those are, those are players you're going to get to watch play for a long time. And that's, that's really exciting when your farm system has those players kind of on the cusp of being big leaguers um, because they're they're players that the fans are really going to connect with really enjoy watching and, and get to cheer on a whole bunch
0: Fun fact, Dom. Craig and I once worked out together when he was still playing, and uh, our our mutual trainer I came to work out with had a little ball. It had about, it was like triangular shaped, and we practiced throwing it into the gym floor and trying to catch it at Whitefish Bay High School. And it's was, a fun <laughs> member for me. I think Craig has tried to forget about that. Oh, I was gonna say
3: I thought he was gonna dominate you in that. I oh, mean, he
0: did. No, yeah. he just uh, clearly one person played baseball here, and the other hasn't since high school. Craig could run. He could run. I know I he can, can run. though run. I run. can run. I definitely can. He's run. got the track and field down. We yeah. got to
3: work on the golf though too. I've, yeah, I've well, caddied for you. Yeah, so. I appreciate
0: that. Thank you so much. Craig, we will see you in Arizona. It's always great to catch up, my friend. Thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. You thanks bet. Thanks to the fans. Yeah, you bet. It's great stuff. Brewers manager Craig Council joining us here. Hot Stove Cold Brews continues. Brewers GM Matt Arnold will be our guest coming up right after this on WTMJ. This is Hot Stove Cold Brews on WTMJ. So no, no. Welcome back to Dugout 54. I'm Greg Matsick along with Dom Catronio, host of Brewers Extra Innings. Happy to be joined on stage by Brewers General Manager Matt Arnold. Greetings, Matt.
1: Hey, guys. and A celebrity
0: bartender me. as well. Yeah, I've tried, tried my hardest out there. I'm usually on the other side of the bar. So. I, I thought the ice cream <laughs> drink order was a little over the top, aggressive. but you did well.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It was you, a little aggressive.
0: <laughs> you did well. Uh, and congrats, I should say, too, on the, the recent promotion. October, end of October, 28th, I believe it was, officially taking over. And David Stearns is going to help out in an advisory role. You're familiar with the organization, but still a, a well-deserved promotion.
1: Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. I appreciate it. I mean, it's a, it's a great group. We've been here a long time, you know, uh, together working hand-in-hand hand with David. He's still around, um, so I still talk to him a lot, and, and he's a super helpful, su- supportive guy around. And so just to have him uh, and the rest of our team, uh, we're excited to get going here. So taking the reins here in your first offseason in charge, there's been
3: a few moves. I mean, I think the William Contreras move really caught not just Milwaukee off guard, but all of baseball off guard. When you, I know you've said this before, but when you read reaction to that trade and everyone's talking about how well the Brewers made out in that, what's your reaction when you read something like that?
1: It's always nice to get a great reaction, you know, but, but you know, not every move is going to be popular, but we were happy that, with that one for sure. We, a lot of people worked hard to get that thing done, especially in a three-way deal. Uh, those, are, those are very difficult to, uh, to pull together, and so our, our group did a great job getting that one done.
0: You know, the anatomy of a deal, I was talking about this with Craig. At what point do you loop in the manager to discuss something you're working on. Is it, is it up front? Is it case by case? Is it as it gets closer, how do you how do you work that? It, it, honestly, uh, Craig's a great
1: resource. I mean, he has he has such good experience for us, and so I try to talk to him about all of our transactions, honestly. And so whether that's a waiver claim or a big trade, I, I want to make sure his input's involved.
3: When, when we're talking trades and we're talking the war room and things of that, I think a lot of folks instantly go to Moneyball and the scene of Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, like, yes, got the guy. That's is that happening? Oh, Can yeah. we imagine that's happening? Absolutely,
1: <laughs> we're high fiving like crazy. I'm, I mean, every time I get whether it was me or David running back and forth between each other's office. High five. It's, oh, yeah, we're, we're fans, too. I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's great when you get a deal over the line.
0: Well, it's been a lot of tinkering with the roster, as you might expect here. Um, you know, it moves are, are, I guess, made in a variety of different ways. Uh, the option of Colton Wong was picked up, and, and then he was traded away for a different piece. Was, was that kind of the thought process all along? Is that you, you knew you had a position-rich area and some youth coming up, which we'll talk about but that he would ultimately be moved? Yeah, not, not necessarily. I mean, we, we thought that Colton would help us this year, potentially. And look,
1: it was, it was an opportunity that we felt like made a lot of sense for us. And, and so, you know, to, to access somebody like, like Jesse Winker, uh, Abraham Toro, you know, we've seen Winker in our division quite a bit. And, and when he's right, he's really, really good. And so to add a bat like that, we were really happy with. When it comes to
3: the bullpen and trying to figure out as you and Craig have said, out-getters. We know Devin's going to be in the ninth, and he's going to be pitching for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, which will be a lot of fun. When it comes to roles, or do you shy away from using roles, or saying this guy's going to be the
1: seventh, this guy's going to be the eighth, how does that stuff get figured out? A lot of it is up to Craig, honestly, how he wants to deploy guys. I think the big thing for us has been, let's let's collect really good arms. Guys with good stuff, good athleticism, um, guys, that, guys that have a chance to get outs, right? And so I think when you collect enough arms like that, and we, we've tried our best to do that I think this offseason especially guys that throw hard we see those guys pitching in October so it's not an accident that we're collecting a lot of guys that throw hard and we, and we think that they have a chance to pitch at the back of games.
0: game. I'm always interested to see just how many positions a player you acquire has actually played in his big league career because it's rarely fewer than three. Right, absolutely, yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> that's between that's Toro, still thing, right?
3: <laughs> Toro, Miller, they play all over the place. And yeah. Winker can even
1: play both corner outfields if needed. So that, that's kind of your MO, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Craig does a great job deploying these guys, right? And, and all these guys need rest. Um, we want to keep them healthy all the way through that, throughout the entire season.
0: Matt, what are your greatest challenges in, in assembling a roster that, that's highly competitive and the Brewers have been for a number of years? Uh, but also with the understanding that You don't have a Dodgers payroll of near $300 million. It's just different. That's the reality of baseball. Thank goodness for revenue sharing. But it does bring on added challenges, I'm sure. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean,
1: honestly, the biggest challenge for us is we absolutely want to try to win. Uh, we, we've set these standards very high, and I think that's that's on us. You know, we, we missed the playoffs by one game last year, and, and nobody's happy about that, right? And so every day we want to make the team better. At the same time, we have to be responsible. We want to put a good team out, out on the field for a very long time, too. And so it's a balance of those types of, types of, uh, of, of challenges for us, especially in our market. Uh, we're never going to make any excuses, though. We want to put a good team on the field.
3: And when it comes to the future and being responsible, as you say, you look at the farm right now, just had Jackson Trurio rated as a number three prospect in all of baseball. We've got Sal Freelick in the building. We'll be chatting with him. He's a top 50 prospect. And the farm goes much deeper than those guys, too. How proud are you of the way things have been building from homegrown
1: players into the big leagues? Yeah, we're, we're really proud of it, honestly. It's, it's a credit to our entire staff. And, and honestly, it starts on, on days like January 15th. We had a day where we signed 29 uh, international players the other day, and that's something we're really proud of. That takes a lot of work from a lot of people behind the scenes that are putting work into that, and so it starts with the guys internationally, starts with the draft, it starts with player development. Those guys put in a tremendous amount of work behind the scenes, and they deserve a ton of credit for it.
0: Matt, the system in baseball is so different as you're starting to build your roster. The arbitration thing doesn't exist in the NBA. It doesn't exist in the NFL. It's totally different. It's it's long-term contract or else. Is that advantageous for a market of Milwaukee size, more of a medium market? Do you see it in a different light? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't actually know how some of
1: the systems work in other sports, to be honest. Um, I, I know in, in ours, look, it's, it's again, it's a balance, and, and we want to try to do what we can to, to field the best team. Uh, we've always had the support, I think, from Mark Atanasio uh, to go out and get players. We've seen when we've accessed guys like Colton Wong, um, um, Mike Moustakis, uh, Grandall, um, Avisail Garcia, we've, we've had the opportunity to access guys that we thought of would impact our team, and so we've had the resources to do that. When it comes to spring training, what are the things that you're looking forward to figuring out about your team
3: as we're less than a month away, pitchers and catchers are getting ready to report, we're going to get out of the cold and enjoy
1: some Valley of the Sun here pretty soon? Yeah, it, it, I'm excited about that for sure. That's that's the that's the big thing. I do need a little sun. Uh, the, the, <laughs> but I, honestly, I, I think the big thing is just just trying to put the best team on the field, and, and it starts with you know the core that we have, but also the the young guys we really want to see these guys and get them up on the, in the big leagues you know hopefully sooner than later because we, we want to put the best team on the field possible.
0: Hey, Matt where does Keston fit because he talked about Sal Freelich he's young he's up and coming and there's a, a dearth of options for you in the infield and he did pick up Keston's option he'll be back. Yeah he, he is and and, and he, he's he's shown what he can do in the big leagues I mean it, it's it's
1: gone up and down I think at times but honestly he's shown flashes of being a really really good bat and so we're, we're happy to have him on this club. When it comes to, you know, the last few months just taking a step back, I mean, it's only
3: been since October. I'm sure it's felt like a whirlwind for you. Is there anything that's, you know, surprised you in a
1: good way or a bad way? I mean, what being in charge, what's it been like for you with the Brewers? H- have not had any moments to reflect, honestly. It, has just, it just hit the ground running. Uh, I'll be able to do that hopefully someday. Uh, come in here and have some beers and, and relax, but, but right now we we got our nose to the grindstone because we want to put a good team on the field.
0: we well, definitely looking forward to spring training. We've got a couple young players joining us in a few minutes, and Garrett Mitchell and Sal Freelich. Um, I do want to ask them about their prospect standing and how you shed that. How does... How does a prospect turn from a prospect to suspect until he proves himself uh, and make that transition? It seemed like Garrett was really able to do that in some big moments last year, giving you a clue as to his clutch ability.
1: Yeah, uh, Garrett showed us tremendous ability at the end of the year. You saw a handful of games where he dominated the game himself, which which is indicative of his athleticism. Um, look, everybody's different, right? We saw the, the, the up and down challenges. I think with guys like Corbin, uh, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Freddie Peralta, these are great players, but they 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 went through bumps along the way. That's 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 to be expected. Uh, so that's potentially going to happen with some young guys, and we understand that. But we've seen what those guys have been able to come, and and we're we're proud of that for sure. When you look at your farm, when you look at your current big league team, and you look at maybe
3: the rest of the Central, and you know sometimes you can get distracted by other teams, but. With where you stack
1: up right now, how do you feel heading into 2023 compared to the division? We feel good about our club. I mean, we do. We, we still hopefully we, we have more opportunities to, to add to our club. But at the same time, we feel really good about the core right now.
0: You mentioned Corbin earlier. How do you work out and plan for his future, which is hopefully in a brewer's uniform, right? He certainly earned the right to be among the best in the business. And we know that he is with the Cy Young Award under his belt. How do you work out his long-term future? You know, look, I mean, Corbin's a, a big part of our team right now. And, and look, he, he's, he's earned this
1: opportunity to go through this process. Um, we hope he's a brewer a long time. He's from my hometown. Like, I care deeply about this guy. Um, I'm a huge fan of this guy. And I hope he's in a brewer's uniform for a very long time.
0: It's Brewers GM Matt Arnold joining us here at Dugout 54. Hot Stove Cold Brews. Matt, thank you for your time. You Congrats Appreciate on the promotion you. again, thank and you guys. Uh, we'll see you in Arizona. You. Thank you, guys. You bet. Appreciate That's it. Matt Arnold. We've got Garrett Mitchell and Sal Frelick standing by. Our internal audio issue is now fixed. We're up and streaming at Brewers.com. If you're not able to be here, hopefully you're able to tune in online and, of course, on the radio at WTMJ. Much more after this from Dugout 54. The baseball chatter continues. This is Hot Stove Cold Brews. Welcome back to the program here. Greg Matzik and Dom Cotronio with you on 620 WTMJ. And our program being streamed at Brewers.com. we got our audio working. Now the lights are on. We're all cooking under it. And that's good. And Garrett Mitchell's got a hoodie on. So <laughs> he is quite warm sitting <laughs> nice in front cozy. of our crowd. Yes. Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich joining us. You'll see plenty of them this Brewers season. No doubt about that. Uh, Garrett, you you have entered the category here, my friend, along with Corbin Burns. And uh, I wouldn't even say Craig, but... Best hair on the team. Uh, this is not a light, lightly handed out award, but you have quickly entered entered the category here. Are we allowed to hand that award? Uh, we, we should be the ones <laughs> handing out that award. <laughs> we are the only ones who should hand out that award. So congrats on that. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Sounds <laughs> pretty nice too, looking over thank there. I yeah. tell you what, man. I was man.
4: hoping to get a little. Thank you. I'll no, we'll um, give you a pop. Thanks. I got to grow
5: it out. Show them what, what it really looks yeah, like after a, a long right season. Yeah. yeah. We I'd, let it
0: grow out. I whole didn't year. cut it
4: last year, first time, and yeah, it was. I had to switch apart to the left side and it was getting I cut it I buzzed it when I went home now, oh, tell
0: geez. me what that's about I have no idea the, yeah, that's a I, part
4: one on your left and then I went the other way after yeah you gotta yeah okay just on the side of your yeah, head
0: I do my own <laughs> <laughs> i been, been doing it that way for years <laughs>
3: well, to actually try to talk a little baseball Garrett I mean up at the very end of the year impact instantly the walk off clutch home run of the eighth inning I mean part of a big chase down the stretch have you had a chance to reflect and look back at what those last month and a half, two months were like for you helping the Brewers win some games down the stretch?
5: Yeah, I mean it was amazing. I mean being able to be up here and help the team in, you know, whatever way I can. The the goal for me was just to come up and be electric and try to help win as many ball games as I could. Um after reflecting, man, I you I feel like as a as a kid you you talk about so much, you know. I think the biggest one is the you know, bases loaded, you know, Two outs, two strikes, you know, that whole thing. You you replay that moment in your head when you're a kid. It's like the, the most stereotypical backyard baseball thing you can ever think of, right? So I just think, like, when that moment happened, that was one of the, the craziest experiences of my life. But I just felt like in that moment more than just like, wow, I just did that. But it was like, no, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to do things like this
0: and, and uh, help impact the team. Yeah, don't leave out the point about, you know, demolishing the dreams of the Cubs, by the way, right? And that was a pretty cool thing, too, right? <laughs>
5: that was awesome. That <laughs> but was like, awesome. Let's, just, let's
0: not leave that out of the discussion. That was a very important part of the discussion, I think. Uh, and Sal, like, it, it, you're next, right? I mean, that you've seen what a good friend of yours and a teammate of yours did at the major league level. And I'm sure it's just easy, right? You just come up to the big leagues. <laughs> you just sort of take flight. Uh, but it feels like you've kind of reached that point where Okay, like you feel in your heart of hearts like all right the opportunity is now there I, I feel like I've, I've flourished at the minor league level and let's get this moving
4: Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think it was great to have a full year under my belt um, first full season and um, Had some great guys to lean on like Garrett and some of the older guys as well um, Especially when I got to triple-a. So it was nice to uh to Get a full year under and uh, have some success with it.
3: When you two come up, obviously, when you make it to the big leagues and you are already in the big leagues, we've got Joey down in A as well. You've got Bryce Terang potentially being on the big league club this year. Have you guys had conversations anytime, like coming up together, like we're like, man, this this could be us for a long time moving forward as a core moving forward for the Brewers? You, you can start south.
4: Absolutely. Um, I think, especially when we were in A with me, Garrett, and Joey, that's when we kind of realized we had something special. Um, and there's other guys, too, like Bryce and, and a couple of names you said. It's it's a really good young core that we have, and we're really excited. Garrett?
5: It, yeah, I mean, big, or to piggyback on that, same thing. I mean, we were definitely talking about a lot during A is we call it the no-fly zone in the outfield between me, Sal, and Joey, you know, trying to catch every ball and not letting it, you know, hit the ground. But I think you hear a lot, um, especially when you go through the minor leagues, that, you know, a lot of guys are, you know, trying to make their make their way up and make it to the big leagues. and. You, know, you kind of wish bad upon others, and you know you, you want you, that 's how it kind of works, but I feel like for me, Sal and Joey, we always just continue to push each other and want the best for each other, because at the end of the day, we know that it could have been anyone in in that spot you know so i 'm grateful that I got that opportunity,
0: but this guy is going is going to show some people it 's coming that 's good no I think everybody's excited to see it and i 'm sure there 's motivation too once you reach the big leagues, you don 't like to go back down, you prefer not to. Uh, there's got to be a charm and a romance to the minor league life, though. What What is that? How would you describe that, Sal?
4: Definitely is. I mean, I think a big thing that I found out, too, is, like, when we're playing other teams, you're kind of all friends because you're, you're kind of all go, going through the grind together. It's not like when I was in college or how it's going to be in the big leagues where, like, you want to beat the other guys, like you know you hate them whatever like there's just sort of a camaraderie like you're all it, it's it's a grind it's a struggle you're playing baseball every day and um it, it, there's obviously fun to it but um you kind of understand where everybody's coming from so um having a good group of guys in the, in the clubhouse with definitely helps too
3: when spring training comes around for both you guys what are the goals for an outfielder, for a position player, trying to get ready? What does the offseason look like leading into spring training to make sure that, you know, you put your best foot forward into 2023?
5: Well, obviously, you got to work on, you know, the things that you're good at and what makes you you. That's the one thing I, I figured I I went through a little bit of struggle um, at the end of last year, got really, really sick. And then kind of the beginning of this year, had an oblique injury, but came back uh, at the halfway point, I kind of just sat down with myself, uh, talked, prayed, just tried to clear my head, and just go back to being me, being myself. And that's what got me drafted here. It's the reason why I am where I am, and I just can't forget that. So, you know, for me, it's continuing to work on the things that I feel like are polished in my game. But, again, you're, you're never satisfied. You're always trying to get better. So, you know, it's a mix of, of speed training. It's a mix of, of heavy lifting and, and a lot of hitting. So,
0: Okay, so does, does the rookie – duties start this year or did you have to start them last year getting donuts getting coffee i I think i think some of the veterans made brewers dress up like like the easter bunny and they had to like walk down and i've seen that and i think that was in new york when it was not a pretty situation yeah
5: well definitely did start last year but yeah it definitely doesn't end still still rookie still got to go through it but that's that's part of it So you got to go through
0: it what did you have to do
5: anything that was just
0: like even sort of mildly embarrassing
5: um not really. I mean, like I said, pr- there's plenty of more time for th- for that <laughs> to happen this year. I don't. I don't. I think last year during. I mean, again, talking about a playoff push, we were we were all focused. were sure. Trying to get the job done, and so it wasn't a ton of that, but. I, I know I got another thing I could so. Sal.
0: You have that to look forward to. That's exactly right.
4: So I'm prepping a little bit already. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Some mental
5: reps. Yeah. Absolutely. We got a couple
3: fan questions here as well. Thanks to everybody who wrote these in. I got one for both you guys here. This is from Alex from West Bend. What advice would you give to a young kid who dreams of making Major League Baseball?
4: Uh, yeah, I know there are a ton of young kids here, and I think the biggest thing I would say is play as many sports as you can. Um, growing up, I played three sports, uh, baseball, football, and hockey, um, and it definitely helped um, down the road when I finally got to college to focus on one sport. Um, I think the competition year-round is, is super helpful, and I see a lot of kids, young kids now just kind of focusing on one sport from a really early age before they even get to high school, and um, I know that um, the other sports I was playing really helped mold me into a good competitor first, and then... Uh, once I started focusing on baseball, um, you can kind of learn the IQ in rest of the game. So, yeah.
5: Garrett? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously play as many sports as you can. Um, it's definitely good for you. People take that uh, and don't really understand that being able to have different, you know, type of cross training and doing different sports makes your body feel good. And it makes you, I would say, yeah, be prepared. Um, you know, I think my biggest thing is obviously a lot of people know I'm a type 1 diabetic. So for me, I never felt like the journey was always that easy. Um, constantly was always told, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it and play at a high level. And more than that, it's not even just about that because obviously not everyone's in that same, that same situation. But at the end of the day, you gotta, you got to trust and believe in yourself. Not, not everyone's going to, you know, trust and believe in you. But if you do, the sky's the limit. So I would just tell you to continue to keep pushing, keep trusting and believing in yourself. Keep putting in the hard work
0: and just see what happens. A pair of rising stars in the Brewers organization, Sal Freelay, Garrett Mitchell. Give it up for them, everybody, here at Dugout 54. We're going to continue Hot Stove Cold Brews coming up on the other side. Willie Adamas and Freddie Peralta will be our next guest. They were guest bartenders as well. Stay with us here on WTMJ. Oil up that glove. This is Hot Stove Cold Brews on WTMJ. Hey. All right, dance party has just started here at Dugout 54. Willie's getting into it. He likes Snoop Dogg, if you can't hear that, playing on the live stream. He's getting down. You can do whatever you like up here, man. Know, right? it's, uh, you're on stage. The lights know, are cranking. I know, I know. I'm good. I'm oh, okay.
3: not going to be a candidate for your walk-up song this year, is what you're saying? That is not a bad idea, no, no, however.
6: It, looks, it sounds good. I would like it. <laughs> it sounds I would like, great. I'd love to have it. Okay. Um, see, I'll think about it. All right.
0: Greg Matzik, Dom Catronio here at Dugout 54. It is Hot Stove Cold Brewers. We're joined by Brewers pitcher Freddy Peralta and Brewers infielder Willie Adamas. I think we should start with a listener or a fan question here. Uh, what's that about Bernie's slide? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bernie Brewer
3: actually put in a question Oh, yes, here. a question from Bernie in Milwaukee. directed nice. to, to Willie. Uh, how many times am I going to go down the slide this season? You know, somebody here set a, a record for home runs by a shortstop this past season. Congratulations on that.
6: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh,
3: I'm not putting a number to you, but home know, runs are I mean, fun. I
6: don't know. I, I wish, I don't know, I hope. At least 35. yeah.
0: (laughs) that seems All right. That'll be fun. Pretty here first. All right. Get ready, Bernie. Now, Freddie, I feel bad because all these rules have changed. You don't get to stick anymore. You can't stand in the batter's box. I (laughs) I feel bad for you.
7: Me too. Me too. Not me. I have fun. I have fun. You know. But it's hard sometimes. I remember those days. I, I
0: do remember the look. In the dugout. I think they, the first time, Freddie, I think the first time you reached base, and uh, look in the dugout, like everybody is just up and like, what
7: just right. happened? Finally.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. You're right, I you're think right. the funny part about it was the way that he walked into the play. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like he had done it before, right? Like this. He's about to hit a homer every time.
7: Like this. To right. like, like,
0: like, you just go ring that bell. It's like, Freddie, you, just, you walk. You don't have to ring the bell. <laughs> I ring the bell, man. I ring the bell.
7: Hey, let me tell you this. I remember uh, it was in 2021 season. Council told me, I was open in the inning, I was the leader of in the inning, and he said, hey, if you're going to have a chance to hit a homer one day in your career, it got to be now. <laughs> and I, the pitcher was throwing like 88 to 90. He was a lefty, and I said, oh, my God, I hope that he throws something good in the song and see what i going to do. First pitch, I swim hard. Swinging so okay. like, oh my God! No way! Strikeout! Oh, no, strikeout! <laughs> no, no, not looking though, no, right? No. You swinging. can't go down looking. All right, you can't go down looking that's got, strong, at this right?
6: At least he tried. Yes,
7: <laughs> that's
0: all we look for, Willie.
6: You I try. Go. I
7: try.
0: Absolutely. Hey, Team
3: DR in the building here. You know, yes, you guys are World Baseball Classic coming around. You guys trying to figure out your role. You guys were just back home as well. I saw you guys were giving back to the kids. We saw Carlos Gomez was there, though, too. Go-Go was in the house. What was that event? How fun was that giving back back home to the Dominican?
6: It was amazing, you know. I, I think we always do it every year. We, I mean, we do it separately, but this year we had an opportunity to do some stuff together, and it was, you know, it was great. Obviously, you know, it feels good to give back to the community and to the kids growing up in the Dominican. That's, you know, that's one thing that we always look forward. Uh, to do, and you know, this year we have a, we had a really good event, and it went really well. So I think we made a lot of kids happy in the DR. And Fred, you
0: had
7: counsel with you too. Yes, he you show him some uh, some Dominican hospitality. Yeah, we we showed him some little things that he probably never see before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So we we all have fun together. It uh, was a special, like see him and his song over there. And we had good time. We had fun. Yeah, that's
0: good. Willie, I'm excited for uh, for you this season, too. Rules are changing a little bit. We've talked about that. They're going to try and speed you up a little, Freddie. but I think you'll be okay. Uh, the bases are bigger. You're going to have 60 stolen
6: bases my this God. year. Yeah, that's not my job. <laughs> that's not my job. I'll try, try to get at least 20. Okay, okay. there you go. No, no way. But they're too <laughs> big. They, they're big, though. They look like a box of pizza. Yeah, right? It's too big. Yeah. <laughs> It are way too big. When I went to see to do my rehab and the minor leagues left uh, last year, the first time I was stepping on it, I was like, oh my god, it looked like a big <laughs> box of pizza, it's too big.
3: Well part of the rules too is, you know, with no shifts that or at least a modified shift, you get to show off your range a little bit more, show off your arm. I know how much you love to throw. Your defense is great. I mean, I've talked about this that I think you're the most underrated defensive shortstop Thank in you. baseball. Thank you. How much pride do you take in what you do with the glove?
6: Now, you know, it, I mean, I, I work for it. You know, I, I came up to the big list because I thought, you know, my battle was good, and, and then they were questioning my defense. So I w- w- worked really hard for it. And, you know, it's, it's so, you always feel good when you get recognized for something that, that you work on. So, you know, I feel really good. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop working and try to get better on it. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to work and try to be better. A couple think, years you know.
0: ago, I was at spring training, Freddie, and you were off on the side session with Omar Narvaez, and I was the only one camped out there, and I was watching you. And uh, I was on a radio program at the time, and they said, Greg, what are you doing? I said, I'm watching Fastball Freddie. And then after two pitches, I'm like, he's no longer Fastball Freddie. He's also <laughs> Slider Freddie, yeah. right? I mean, I saw that pitch develop in front of my own eyes. I was amazed, and I asked Omar afterwards, and he nodded his head and said, it's legit. And it's only going to get better. That's really helped you, hasn't it?
7: Yeah, yeah. So I remember uh, it was in 2020, right? Spring training, 2020. Yeah. Uh, it was the the time when I came to a spring with with the slider, and it was really good for me. It been helping me a lot. Uh, so I remember Omar on those days, like letting me know that hey, you got to The pitch looks good, but you got to make it look better because you got the curveball too. So I say, okay, let's do it. And since that, we've been I've been working on it, and it's way different. Uh, grateful I feel because I had uh, I be, I was able to work on that pitch, and now it's one of my best pitches right now.
0: Well, what I love about you guys is your energy. You always have a ton of energy coming out to the mound. Willie, we ever we always know when you're in the clubhouse, man. You light it up in a in a unique way, and I'm sure all the fans feel that as well. <laughs> Willie Adamas thank you, thank you. and Freddie Peralta joining us here at Dugout 54. We've got a hometown hero joining us next on stage, along with Aaron Ashby, Brewers pitcher. We're going to have some fun here. Owen Miller, the pride of Fredonia, will join you us guys, as we wrap up the program.
6: guys show some love. It's oh, we will. Yes, we
0: on. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you guys. Right, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank More you after this on yeah. WTMJ.
7: <laughs>
0: this is Hot Stove Cold Brews on WTMJ. <laughs> Well, every once in a while, an hour-long program goes flying by. That would be the case tonight here on our Hot Stove Cold Brews program here on WTMJ and streaming, of course, at Brewers.com. I'm Greg Matzik along with Dom Catronio, And uh, approaching the stage here is the pride of Fredonia. (laughs) Owen Miller and the recently married Aaron Ashby joining us at the stage. Have a seat, gentlemen. Aaron, pop on a headset behind you. We'll get you guys all, all set up. Uh, I know Owen was doing some bartending. I think somebody ordered a Bloody Mary. Um, and I saw him tap a bartender on the shoulder and be like, I don't, I don't know, about, yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. No but, Bloody uh, Mary? I, you got to make the Bloody Mary, right, if they order it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, um, customer's always I th- right. I think
8: I had a shot of Jameson, too. Oh, good uh, man. That, that, I had to take that, obviously, uh, being in Wisconsin. So.
3: You are settling right in. Yeah. Any, any Bardice, anything else going on over there? You
8: know?
3: <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> I do want to get straight into one of our fan questions for you here, Owen. This is from Casey from Heartland. If you were to name one Brewers player growing up, who would have been that's your favorite? Uh,
8: it definitely it was the duo of Ryan Brown and Prince Fielder. Those were always yeah. when I was little. That was, that was unbelievable. Uh, the 3-4 combo of, of Braun and Prince. Uh, I, I used to emulate their swings all the time in, in my basement and stuff like that.
0: You never emulated councils? You never tried to get the bat up there? <laughs> and like in a, in a, in a I,
8: I think a lot of people in Wisconsin surely have. So. Right.
0: Yeah, it's not easy, I've <laughs> no, noticed. No. <laughs> uh, Aaron, amazingly, I have always thought that if you lined up you, Ryan Braun, and David Stearns, they'd say they're triplets. Really? I've actually I've actually been told that I look like Ryan Braun a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's kind of all right. It's, it's not gotta, bad. We got to get you back in the box, Dick, a little bit. Yeah. Actually, there's <laughs> there's definitely uh, worse people to look like. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, this is a really entertaining time, I think, for both of you guys. Aaron, you're, you you've just kind of settled in, and you've been used out of the pen. You've been used in a starting capacity. The stuff is amazing to watch. How hard is it, or has it been, for you to transition? To life as a big leaguer, but also kind of that split role of sometimes starting, sometimes out of the pen.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's definitely a, a an adjusting period, you know, um, between pitching out of the pen and starting. Um, I've started my whole career, so starting is naturally more comfortable for me. But there's a level of like adrenaline that you get only coming out of the pen. Um, so so both are extremely fun to do. Um, and, and as far as adjusting to the life of a big leaguer, it's obviously amazing, everything I've ever dreamed of. But um, there's there's a ton of travel. <laughs> Catching up on sleep, West Coast, East Coast, back and forth um, is, is one of the biggest things in managing your sleep schedule and just your recovery time and all that. And, Owen, obviously we've talked about being the hometown kid, coming
3: to the Brewers, but you've been in the big leagues with Cleveland. And I wonder, has there been any razzing from 2021 Corbin and Hayter Throwing a no hitter against you guys, has there been a, a an airing of grievances between you guys? I'm like, man, Corbin, like, what's up with the cutter, man? Like, I, I can't, I can't see
5: it, dude.
8: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I definitely remember that pretty, pretty vividly in 2021. But um, I remember I hit one in like one of the later innings, and and I thought for sure that it was a, a hit to break up the no hitter, and Kane came in and, and robbed me of a hit. Play. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to, that I don't have to face those guys anymore. That's for sure.
0: Uh, I'm excited. For the idea of Bob Uecker calling a home run for a hometown kid. Right. Without a doubt. Out of Fredonia. So so the Brewer's are on our station. That happens. I'm going to get that audio and send it to you. Right. Yeah. You deserve oh. that's that's gotta be a thrill of a lifetime that's on the horizon Absolutely. For
8: you. I can I can remember like it was yesterday, uh Bob Uecker calling calling the get up, get out of here, Ryan Braun home runs. So that, yeah. that's definitely something that'll always stick in my memories. So. Have you met Bob yet? I have w- not. So I'm it's not. gonna be a
3: spring training moment for yep. you. Oh yeah, that'll that'll be a cool day for sure. Very cool.
0: Aaron, how do you how do you manage your off season? I know you had a pretty big off this year. And uh, you got married, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Um, What point do you put the baseball and the glove down? At what point do you pick it back up before you even get to spring training? Yeah, so
9: usually right after the season, it's kind of just a wind-down period, two weeks of um, playing lighter catch. And then... um, Usually try to pick it up, and uh, first week of December, around there, um, sometimes late November, just depending on how everything's feeling, and then uh, kind of just doing a throwing program from there, uh, building back up and getting strong and getting ready.
3: When you figure out your role for this year, and I know Craig Council likes to sit, Matt Arnold likes to it, we like out-getters. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you kind of fit that role, I'm an out-getter, whether I'm starting, whether I'm in the bullpen? Where do you see yourself in 2023?
9: <clears throat> Definitely, um, I think this organization does a great job of kind of labeling us pitchers as out getters, and um, obviously, I want to be, you know, in the starting five rotation. And um, but that, that's kind of the role that you play in this organization is getting outs until you've, you know, earned that position as a starting pitcher here. So um, that's that's something that makes our job a little bit easier um, when it is back and forth is you know we are just here um, getting as many outs in the game as we can.
0: I, I don't think baseball has seen enough lefty knuckleballers. I think you need to add this. That would be awesome. I, I, th- I would really like to see I, that.
9: I've I've I actually watched a video of R.A. Dickey and how he holds it and I was playing catch with my dad actually during the COVID year and uh, I was I was throwing some really really good knuckleballs <laughs> so it might be something that we eventually look at. But,
0: uh, Isn't that what spring training's for? Somebody that's get get hooky on We can I, I don't think baseball has seen enough lefty knuckleballers. I think you need to add this. That would be awesome. I, I would really like to
9: see I, that. I've, I've, I actually watched a video of R.A. Dickey and how he holds it. And I th- was playing catch with my dad actually during the COVID year. And uh, I was I was throwing some really, really good knuckleballs. <laughs> so <laughs> it might be something that we eventually look at. But uh,
0: Isn't that what spring training's for? That's Somebody what the offseason's for. That's what the offseason's for, okay.
9: <laughs> Spring training is a little bit more uh, serious than throwing knuckleballs and bullpens. Fair but, enough. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a very unique pitch, and I don't, I don't know any lefties who have ever thrown it. Right, ball,
0: you could so. break the mold. That's what I'm saying here. It's a breakthrough moment for you. I'm down to try it. And, Owen, <laughs> you, perhaps, we'll see. Could you play every position on the diamond? Uh-huh. Definitely the infield, that's for sure. I don't know about the
8: outfield. We'll see. Would you catch? I would if they needed me. Okay, emergency catcher. You know, without a doubt,
0: that could be. I got, I got my cup
8: in my bag. There you go. We're
0: we're wearing one right now. As a matter of fact, (laughs) radio's tough sometimes, man. You never know what's going to be flying at the stage.
3: As you get acclimated here, Owen, you're seeing the fans that you grew up with and know a lot of these people, but you're also learning a new clubhouse, new teammates. What has been. You know the first few moments of getting to know your new team and getting to see the guys, see the fans, and get to know this. You know your hometown is now your team.
8: Yeah, uh, I mean honestly, today is, is uh, today and yesterday has been uh, the first you know time where I've been actually meeting guys in person and stuff like that, and it's been great. Just uh, meeting some of the guys that were here uh, at, the, at the Bucks game last night. Uh, I was with uh, Freddie and, and Willie there, um, so meeting those guys was cool. And uh, everything, everybody's just been very welcoming. Um, the coaches, everybody, everybody that's texted me, the staff, everybody. So I'm really excited it seems like a world-class organization and I'm, I'm excited to come home and play for the brewers
0: yeah welcome home my friend yeah. and welcome back aaron ashby owen miller aaron ashby here joining us from dugout 54 we are sadly out of time on the program here I think there'll be some photo ops of people hanging out a little longer if you're here at dugout 54 but thank you for those listening on wtmj and streaming along with us at brewers.com brewers baseball is right around the corner everybody Spring training coming out next month. The regular season will be here before you know it. Opening the season at Wrigley Field in Chicago, unless it's snowing, which it certainly might be. (laughs) I'm Greg Matzik. He's Dom Catronio. Thank you for being a part of our program tonight at Dugout 54.